0: Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. It is 10 o'clock at night, so it's a little bit earlier than last night's episode. Um, and no. Will asked me if I was purposely recording this late to avoid being yelled at. When I told him yes, I think he was a little bit shocked. Um, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, also, there's a, obviously a very big story um, that's rocking the soap community. Um, that is, Christoph St. John has passed away. Um, I I really debated, and this is honestly the reason why I'm recording um, as late as I am tonight. Um, because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do one segment or... Um, dedicate a whole episode to him, and ultimately, I've decided to do the full episode, um, <clears throat> so I'll be recording that, and that'll be live probably tomorrow, um, and more details will probably emerge about what happened, so look for that episode tomorrow, um, but one of the factors was alcohol, and obviously, this is a podcast called Drunk Gossip, and, Frankly, alcohol plays a part. That being said, um, it, it, it's not done to an excess. Um, but, and that's not why I brought that up. Um, why I did bring it up, though, is Drew Barrymore, who is supposed to be um, living the sober life, was seen on the Upper East Side of New York boozing at a gay bar. Now, I'm not one to judge, you know, we all like to go out and have a good time, but again, if you're living the sober life, maybe maybe you need to consider what sober actually means. Um, she's been to rehab quite a few times um, for drugs and uh, I believe alcohol and uh, a few other things. Um, you know, maybe her work schedule too much. She's in town filming a new romantic comedy a movie called *The Stand-in*. She is. Um, she is. She's going to be filming *Santa Clarita Diet*. She has a new CBS show called um world world best and you can almost just hear will screaming at me that I wouldn't have paused like that if I had had production now oh yeah. um <laughs> anyways, so that's a lot of work um for any one person to do, let alone you know she's i believe she has a makeup company, she has um a wine a vineyard. Um, allegedly, according to anti lawyer she also has a pot farm. And these are not things that a sober person should be surrounding themselves with. Again, I, I, you know, if, if she doesn't want to be sober, if she's decided that drinking is okay for her, more power to her. I'm not here to tell her she's wrong. What I will say, though, is... I think it's very dangerous for anybody to think that they know better um, than someone who's actually living through or who has been through this. Um, Maybe she talked to her sponsor. Maybe she just fell off the wagon and doesn't want to talk about it. Or again, you know, it is possible that she wants to to drink wine and she knows what she's doing and everything's okay I know there are some some people, some addicts who believe in moderation um I think Demi Lovato last year proved moderation doesn't work but that doesn't mean anything because frankly um we we see how that we see how that turned out for her You know, and obviously, Drew is a little bit older, um, a little bit more mature, but that doesn't stop the worry from happening because Drew is probably, I don't want to say she's one of the best actresses of her generation, but she's one of the most relatable. I think that's the right word. She's one of the most relatable actresses, and we actually root for her. And that's not something you can say about any, just every actress. There are very few that you root for. So, we're rooting for you, Drew. If, you, if you've if you decided to, that you think that drinking is okay and you can do it in moderation, we really hope for the best for you. I'm going to go, and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. In the last, se- in the last segment, I brought up Demi Lovato girlfriend is troubled. Um, You know, last summer we went through the whole overdose thing and then she kind of fell out for a while and went through rehab. There were a bunch of rumors mostly centered on her actually having a stroke um, when she overdosed and um, she probably wouldn't be able to perform anymore. She's. And for a very long time, she stayed hidden, out of sight, out of public view. And slowly she started to come back. And all of that goodwill she had built up for talking about her struggle and whatnot was wasted in one ill advised tweet. So, for those that don't know, um, there's a rapper called 21 Savage, and, um, I'm not quite sure how this happened, but, basically, he was in the country illegally, allegedly for, he was here illegally, for, like, five or so years, and, um, ICE caught up with him and was like, hey, like, we got to deport you back to Britain. And there was outrage and whatnot over this whole thing. But there were also memes because there are always memes. I honestly don't know of a time when there's not a meme um, for anything that happens in this world. Um, and apparently one really had Demi going, and she wrote, um, she tweeted, so far twenty one Savage memes have been my favorite part of the Super Bowl. Um, and she later clarified that she was laughing at one, that um, with a, feather quill. That said, this is how 21 Savage should be writing his lyrics. Um, but she faced a storm of backlash. Um, here are just some of what people said. Um, rapper Whale said, why is somebody freedom funny? I don't get the joke. Cardi B's husband Offset said, all the memes and shit ain't funny when somebody going through some... Um, Demi, for her part, said, "FY, this is the shit I'm laughing at, not the fact that someone's getting deported. Then she followed it up with, wasn't laughing at anyone getting deported. I know that's not a joke. Not have I ever laughed at that. The meme I posted was talking of him writing with a feather pen, so if I offended anyone... Oh, sorry if I offended anyone, but it's no excuse to laugh at someone's addiction, let alone their OD. Lastly, I wasn't making fun on anything having to do with deportations or even anything against him. I was laughing at the uh, blank, at who the blank knew 21 Savage was British. I'm sorry if I upset people truly. Yo at, well, if you want to talk, then answer my DMs. Here's, here's the long and the short of it. Um, and, and, and the lawyer really had it right today when he posted his item about this. When Demi Lovato is sober, she's not feuding with anyone. This tells me that she's not sober. Um, you know, maybe she was really laughing at a, at a meme, and, you know, okay, but there were much funnier memes about the actual Super Bowl that she could have talked about. I don't know why she chose to talk about 21 Savage. You know, she's been lying low, but she's not a moron. Demi Lovato is a very, very smart woman. Um, and I say that because she released a song about not being sober shortly before her overdose. <laughs> and while many people claim that they thought that the overdose was a way to um promote the song, I don't think that's what it was. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that's what it was, but you know, I, I really believe she just overdosed because she's an addict. And I don't, I really just believe she struggles a lot. Which is sad, it it really just hurts my heart that she struggles so much and I hope she gets the help that she needs. And, Demi, if you are sober, please stop feuding with people. I know you deleted your Twitter, but that's not going to last. If you aren't sober, go back to rehab, get rid of that sober coach boyfriend of yours, and do better. I'm going to go, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, you know, I've been a gossip um, personality, for lack of a better word, for a very long time. Um, I started Generation Gossip in 2010. Um, I started Drunk Gossip last year. And intermittently... I've done other things for other, you know... I've written for other publications. So I know how the rumor mill works. And I know, you know, not everything that's said is true. I've been the target of gossip myself. I know it's hard to believe. Um, But it's true. And... The one thing I will say is... When you know a rumor is true or you start a a rumor yourself, there's really something special about it. Um, So why am I talking about this? Well, Jeff Bezos went to the Super Bowl and Super Bowl after parties alone. Like, this was supposed to be coming out with new girlfriend Lauren Sanchez. But she was nowhere to be seen. And... It kind of had people wondering... What the hell is going on? Like... You know, he's supposed to be madly in love with this woman. But where is she? Why isn't she around? And, And that answer is actually quite simple. She's nowhere to be found... Because he's trying to figure out. Allegedly, he's trying to figure out who leaked um, to the who who leaked about their affair to the press. And really, there is only one legitimate suspect in that, and that is Lauren herself. And I'm not saying that because, oh, like... You know, she's she's done this before, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I know the rumors she has. I know Indie lawyer on Crazy Days and Nights tonight... Alleged that she had... And an she, um... <coughs> excuse me. And that she, um was very upset that he didn't take her to um that he didn't take her to the 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 super Bowl but who who else would have got the screenshots from her phone you know some are saying oh you yeah, know maybe her husband did it. Maybe. I mean, and, and that is legitimate. But if you're having an affair, wouldn't you be a little bit smarter about that? Some are saying maybe she was hacked. I'm not saying that it's not possible because we've seen that it is. But why? Why would someone hack this person who is basically a nobody unless they saw something in advance? And when I say nobody, I don't mean, like, literally nobody. She was L.A. famous. Like, people knew her in Los Angeles and those areas. But she wasn't a big name out here. Um, blind Gossip had... Or was it... I Maybe it wasn't Blind Gossip, but... Anyways, I read... Maybe it was Page Six. I think it was Page Six. Um, they had a post that said that Jeff Bezos actually um, had a $20 million ad um, that was planned for the Super Bowl yesterday. But the optics of it, um, mostly because Lauren took a lot of the aerial shots um, for this commercial... He yanked it and actually put together the Washington Post ad in its place. Um, I mean, which was a, a kind of a win all around because he got a big FU to Trump. Um, the Washington Post got a nice big boost and, and all that. And, and trust me, Amazon, no light of Amazon's business is hurting. Let's be real here. And I'm I'm also kind of wondering if maybe he didn't take her because they broke up or they're on the verge of breaking up. It's something to think about. I mean, it would really suck that both marriages broke up over an affair that was going to end just weeks after the divorce announcement. But sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So I'm in the editing process of... Two books. Um, One is called Love You to Death, which is hopefully going to be out and and everything by Valentine's Day. Will is doing everything in his power to help me with it. And I really don't think I give him enough credit. Like, I give him a lot of shit about the production notes. Um, But truly, um, my emerging media empire would crumble without his skills, um, and the other book is Crazy Rich Homos, and, um, you know, and, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, like, he, Will really does have really great insight, I had him read, um, one of the essays for Love You to Death Today, and, um, we decided to pull it from the book, and I'm going to rewrite it. Um, not rewrite it. I'm going to write another one and p- place it in there. That way it fits better in the context of um, what the book actually shaped up to be. Um, the essay I pulled was written when I had another, um, another premise in mind. And it just kind of took on a life of its own and didn't quite work out like I wanted it to. Um, which is what I want to talk to you in our about in our special feature today. It's a drunk writing because we haven't done that in a while. Um, you know, uh, I I've talked a lot about, and especially in the recent weeks after, um, having Will on board, and Mandy knows this. Mandy is recorded with me. Um, I have a tendency to go off script. No matter what, like, um, if you go through and read any of my articles, you can tell. Like, I started off with one idea, and just somewhere along the way, I was like, "No, I'm throwing that guy out, and I'm doing this now." Um. And, and even the evolution of my articles, um, especially the true crime, you can kind of see where. Um, I started out just like I did with Generation Gossip, where it's straightforward, this is what happened. Um, And then, slowly, I started to add in a little bit of my sense of humor, a little bit of my personality into it. Um, And... You know, I think that's really important. you got to find your voice. I was talking to a dear friend of mine who may actually, um, be doing a guest host slash guest segment um, with me in the future. Her name is Meredith. We call her mama Meredith. Um, I was talking to her about finding your voice and, like, building your platform and whatnot. And I I do think that's very important. Um... But one of the things that I've really, um, in my years as a professional writer, I've really come to appreciate is figuring out what it is you want to say. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to know right away what you're, you're going to say or... Um, anything like that. All I mean by this is, um, you know, have some, have some idea. Um, and Will's book, he has his idea. He knows what he's saying. Um, um, Natalie, who I don't believe you've met yet, but you will. Um, she knows exactly what she's going to be saying. With me, I know in a fiction book I know my plot. In the nonfiction, I know kind of um, what I'm going for. In the in the Kelly collapse, I literally wrote that in just under twenty four hours, and that would that includes sleep breaks. And when I say under twenty four hours, I don't mean like cumulative. I mean I started it. On a Thursday, I finished it on a Friday. Um, Well, I'm there to thread it over the weekend because I knew what I wanted to say. I knew where to find all my facts and boom, boom, boom. It was done. So, writers, what I'm I'm trying to say to you in a long-winded way is just know yourself. Know your voice. So, know what works for you. Planting doesn't work for me. Um, that's why production notes would never work for this, because, um, not, I mean, for many reasons, but the biggest of which is it's not my voice, and it would sound very stilted. Um, when we, when Will and I did the, the, the vlog test, um, the first time, I, I relied so heavily on the notes that I forgot myself. When we did it the second time, it flowed much better. It was just like me recording a podcast, except this time there's a camera facing me. And I. there's video evidence that I did this. And that's literally the only difference. So writers, know thyself. And I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So. Rape is something that. Unfortunately is very real. In this world. Um, I, I, I know we all wish it weren't. Um, and, and we. I think we can all agree that. Um, women are four more likely to be raped by men. That's not to say that men can't be raped, because they obviously can. Consent is consent no matter what the gender. But on a, on a bigger scope, I think um, that women are more likely to be raped than men. And Little Neeson told the story. He probably shouldn't have told the story, but he did. Um, so basically, what he what he did is he was he told the story um, about how one of his really good friends had been raped, and he asked her, you know, to describe the guy, and so she described him, and he said, "What color is he?" And she said, "Black." This this was his response. Um, he said she handled the situation of the rape in the most extraordinary way, and then he started, and then he talked about how he handled her rape. He said he went up and down areas with Akash, hoping I'd be approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that, and I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black bastard would come out of the pub and have a go at me, you know, so that I could kill him. And and that's, uh, I mean, it's horrible. I, I can't believe I read those words three times. Twice to make sure that this was real and then one time for you guys. Then he said, uh, he does say it's awful and he's learned his lesson and he's, you know, matured and grown. But he kind of tried to rationalize it a little bit. He said, I grew up in Northern Ireland and the troubles and you know I know a couple of guys that died on a hunger strike and I had acquaintances who were very caught up in in the troubles. I understand that need for revenge, but it just leads to more revenge, to more killing and more killing in Northern Ireland's proof of that. And I mean he was dragged on on Twitter when I last checked um at the beginning of this episode he was still the top trending um, hashtag. You know, I, we we talk a lot about growing and whatnot. Um, Kevin Hart said that he grew and learned. Um, from his horrible, horrible joke. Um. And here we have Liam Neeson, who's receiving the same backlash and same treatment <coughs> that Kevin Hart got. And rightfully so. Violence is never the answer. Whether it's about your son being gay or your friend being raped. Love is the answer. Love your friend. Help your friend through the rape. Help your son accept who he is. Because if you don't... If you don't accept your son... There's a very good chance you're going to lose him. And I don't mean, oh, you know, he's he's going to run away or whatever. But suicide is a very real thing. Violence against the LGBT community is very real. Violence against the Black community is very real. And again, I realize... Liam said that he he learned his lesson. He's changed. He's working on it, and I really do hope he's being honest about that. But at the same time, I'm not one hundred percent positive. Because there was no reason to ever tell that story. Like, why would you tell that story in this era, in this time, when we could have gone forever without ever knowing this about you? Maybe you're trying to make a point, but you're not making a point. All you're doing is riling a people's hatred. And we already have enough of that. We need... To go with love. That's going to do it for this episode. Um, like I said, look for the Christoph St. John episode. Um, very, very soon. I'm going to rest my voice for like three minutes. And then I'm going to get, go ahead and get started on that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening as always. And until the next episode. Cheers.